Good evening, everybody. It is actually Tuesday, June 4th, and it's time again for 10 dozen minutes, or 9 dozen minutes, or 9 sets of 10 minutes of Jake and Mr. Skullhead. I'm Mr. Skullhead, and Jake is also here with me in spirit. I, I believe a podcaster's dozen is, in fact, 9. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Podcasters are a notoriously stingy and lazy bunch. Mm-hmm. Always putting their thumb on the microphone to make the podcast way more. Mm-hmm. That was way, the only thing. Way more noisy. That was the only thing I could think of for like cheating is the butcher with his thumb on the scale. Yeah, yeah, that is the that is the stingy and lazy way. Godspeed, all the. Do you think being stingy is being lazy? Like this is this is like a Chris Farley is fat because he is stupid. Uh, do you think that being stingy is just being too lazy to spend money? Or is it uh, too lazy to do more work so you, that you would just have more money? Oh, I see. So you just, you covet it because coveting it is easier than earning it. Yeah, I mean, like, say I'm a butcher and I don't want to, like, go out and drum up business and I don't want to work faster so that I can serve more customers or I don't want to provide excellent customer service so that I'll get more customers. So I want more money, but I don't want to have to do anything for it. Therefore, I just uh, stick my thumb on the scale. Yep. Yeah. Scales nowadays. You'd be able to tell. There's a thumb detector right on there. Yeah, it, and it detects the thumb print, too, so it knows exactly who is doing the weighing. Yeah, it knows who to blame. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. so you got to be a baker, a butcher who's also a baker, who's also a candlestick maker, who also has a prosthetic thumb. I have noticed recently that more often than not, when I go to the grocery store, when it is time for me to get something from the deli counter, I have to walk up to the deli counter and then stand there for, you know, two minutes until somebody in the back like longer acknowledges that I'm there. Yeah, longer than you would expect to have to wait for a dude. Yeah, I mean, I guess if I was doing that job, I wouldn't be watching the counter like a hawk. But, I don't know. You know, there used to be a bell... Yeah, and you'd you'd ring the bell if there wasn't anybody around. I kind of feel like an asshole for ringing that bell. Totally shouldn't. His job is to be there and sell me some shit. Yeah, although there there is something about summoning someone to wait on you, even if it's what it's what they're supposed to be doing. Because like that guy's job is not just to wait on customers. They're also like slicing meat in the back, and I don't know, doing other things to meat in the back. <laughs> right. Wrapping Tent, up meat and, and making it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Min- mincing it. They're mincing around tenderizing meat, yes. Yes. Uh, they're mincing around the tenderloin. Um, what have you been up to, Mr. Scullet? It, there was, a, was it a holiday weekend? No, that was last time. Yeah, there was Memorial Day was last time. This time uh, was... Uh, well, we have our Cinco de Junio party coming up. Which used, mm, used to be our Cinco de Mayo party, and then we noticed that the weather is kind of shitty every Cinco de Mayo. Which, the weather is going to be shitty for this party, too, but last year it was nice. Oh, well. oh wait, you're having, you're having a party? This is a real thing? You're having a party tomorrow? Yeah, we're having a party tomorrow. Also, somebody got married on Cinco de Mayo the year before, or last year. So, like, well, we don't want to have the party on the day of their wedding because nobody would come, and we would like to go to this wedding. And it was just way nicer to have it a month later, so we're doing that. So we're getting ready for that. We built some uh, couple of giant chairs out on the deck. The beginning of a, a little sectional out of wood. And that was cool. 
So not giant in the like doubled in every dimension, just giant like a couch. Yeah, well, like bigger than chairs are, I guess, and smaller than a bench is. I don't know. They ended mm. up pretty big because we were working from plans that were all made in one by fours, and we were doing them in two by fours. So they grew like a, an inch or what, not in every direction. Hmm. Okay. So they're large, but cool. Uh, let's see what. <clears throat> Did you just already have a bunch of two by fours, or do you just enjoy doing things wrong? Um, we were working from a blog that does everything in two by fours. And they had, like, here's how you modify these plans to do them with two-by-fours. We're like, sweet, ah, okay, we'll do that. Okay, okay. But we didn't exactly do that, because we were kind of playing jazz on it a little bit. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, they turned out good. They're they're just slightly larger than expected, but uh, they're pretty sturdy, nice looking. Yeah, you, you can sit on them. Yeah, not perfect, but... Uh, <clears throat> And you don't want it to be perfect. Effort, I mean, I think. if it was perfect, you would have to add some sort of a some sort of an imperfection to it to to give it that you know handcrafted. We look, would have to look, put a little look. plaque on it that said, "No, we totally built this," and um, and a plaque from the Obama administration that said, "No, you didn't build that." <laughs> right. That, that's how they roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did we do uh, Thursday? The apropos of nothing, dudes had uh, Adam and I on their podcast, so we had kind of a horror show of nothing hot dog apropos evening, which ended, um, the document of that evening is a two and a half hour long podcast with up to six people at one time. Okay. So I don't know if it's, parts of it are listenable, parts of it are really funny, parts of it are just like what you would expect when six people are all trying to make a joke at the same time. Yeah. But we had a blast. Yeah. We got we got good and drunk and and talked about Cyclops and X-Men and shit. I think with that a long cool. podcast like that, you don't need... Like, a, a two- or a three-hour podcast just serves a different function. Like, it's all right for it to be a variable quality because you're probably not going to just, like, gather the whole family around the the jawbone jam box and listen intently to every moment of it. Right. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to have it on while you're mowing the lawn. You're going to, you're going to have it on while you're shit. I'm in the middle of doing laundry and I forgot. Yeah. I was listening to it while cleaning the kitchen today and that was about, about the right speed. You know, you always talk about cleaning the kitchen and I think, is that a thing I should do? You don't use your kitchen though. Well, I, I mean, a lot. Sometimes I do. Today I today I had a, a an ultimate breakfast sandwich. It was not an ultimate breakfast sandwich, but I today I had a adequate breakfast sandwich. <laughs> Is that so? You prepared one yourself? Yeah, I did. I, I used the I used the last bagel. I man, Mister Skullhead. In the last week, I have both finished a loaf of bread that I bought without having to throw any of the bread away, hey. and and this is an even fucking weirder one. I finished a package of bagels without having to throw any bagels away. And bagels, a bagel is basically equivalent to a Petri dish. Like if you're in a lab and you're trying to do experiments about mold growth and you run out of Petri dishes, just grab a bagel because that shit will get moldy in a big hurry. I haven't, I don't think I've ever seen that. You haven't? Yeah. I mean, it could be that I just don't eat... so part of the problem is I don't really like store-bought bagels, but sometimes they're better than no bagel. 
Right. But they're almost never better than no bagel six times in a row. Oh, I see. So I, I just don't tend to get through them. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Either my kitchen is in some sort of uh, force field that makes no time pass inside it, which explains why I don't have to clean it, right? Because right. it just doesn't, it doesn't get dirty when I'm not there. Um, and also where, where no, uh, no mold or no foreign, uh, no foreign organisms can, can take root. So you have the world's only clean room that is also a kitchen? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing how fast the kitchen can get dirty. It's uh, like cooking dinners and making lunches and shit in there. So I'd probably like twice a week I do the, all right, I'm going to just dedicate 45 minutes to washing all of the dishes and wiping down all of the counters Instead of just like, I put all the loose dishes in the dishwasher and all the pots in the sink and that's it. Because mm-hmm. eventually you just have to wash all that stuff anyway. <clears throat> yeah, wow. I, I realized that apparently at some point this uh, weekend I used my little frying pan, which is the thing that I use every day. And I'm always very careful to clean it right after I use it so that it's never hard to clean. Right. But I was just like, eh, it's a weekend. I don't have to apply any discipline to anything. So I just left it sitting there. And then I had to spend like three extra minutes cleaning the the stuck-on oily mess. You can always uh, let it soak, thereby kicking the problem down the road like 15 minutes. Yeah, but when I get down there and I see that I, you know, when it's when I'm ready to use my frying pan, I'm ready to use my frying pan, you know? If I let it soak, it's just like, well, now I just gotta sit here and watch it soak. Right. And that's boring. You could also paint something and watch it dry. That's true. While I, you were I, watching could, it I could look out the window and watch the grass grow. Yeah. There All is a things. um I think there is a bird outside that is trying to convince me to fuck it. Yeah. Um yeah, it's it's, it's really spitting th- game at you. <laughs> it really is. It's uh it is repeatedly exposing its plumage. Huh. I think it's one of those uh What are those kind of doves that live here that just look like pigeons? Pigeons. Mm. There's a name. There's a name for them. I learned it at the botanical garden. Uh, <laughs> I went to the botanical garden on Sunday, and basically every exhibit was about animals. And I was just like, you realize the zoo is like across the street, right? You're never, you're never going to be able to do what you're trying to do here. <laughs> uh, but it was like they uh, they do a uh, they, they they do flashlight tours of the botanical garden. That's pretty uh, during, cool. During the during the months when it's when it's nice at night, and uh, yeah, we left before it got dark enough that we needed a flashlight for anything. Really, they close before it gets dark enough that you need a flashlight for anything. So I'm not really sure. Uh, I had never been to the botanical garden, and I gotta say, not super impressed. I think it's pretty. I mean, I guess if you haven't spent a ton of time out in the desert. Like, if you haven't already seen a million of every plant that's there, yeah. which is to say, like, six or seven plants that actually live in this environment, yeah. you know, there's there's just not, like, there's a saguaro, which, you move to Arizona from out of town, you get your fill of saguaro. Yeah, pretty quickly. Right? There's, you know, there's some choya, which is just, like, stay the fuck away from that. Right. You know, so, like, l- looking at it feels like, like, like you're 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 living dangerously just looking at it just looking at it 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 will just fire spines into your eyes yeah 
Yeah, kind of the same way that the like the horny toad shoots blood out of its eyes. Mm-hmm. It'll just shoot spines at you. Yeah, well, it will shoot spines into your eyes, and then blood will shoot out of your eyes, which a horny toad will then eat, and the circle of life will be complete. I remember spending a, a nice day at the botanical garden, but I'm not the I'm not gonna like go out for a hike in the middle of the desert unless there is a you know like a trail and a botanical garden around it to make you feel like right it a a drinking fountain with a drinking fountain with an inline cooler yeah like there's some purpose though like some structure to it so sure i enjoyed it i enjoyed it i saw some things that i hadn't seen you know there's there is purpose and structure to a hike on a trail out in the wilderness mr skullhead i suppose the the purpose is because it was there and the structure is the trail Hmm. you know which is like just a convenient place for rattlesnakes to set up ambushes (laughs) it's the rattlesnake snipers that you have to watch out for though yeah suck yeah every once in a while you'll you'll notice one because its tail will rattle and it will just kind of hang its head god damn it i had one job and actually, the one job was to rattle, so I'm actually doing okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This I don't know why they gave me this rifle. I don't even have any hands. <laughs> like, I could pull the trigger, but not look through the scope and pull the trigger at the same time. So, I... Yeah, because the rattle would make his tail end too thick to get through the trigger guard. Mm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, what else? Oh, we... I, uh... wish they, I wish they gave me a rifle that you could shoot by biting it. That would... <laughs> <laughs> me too. Yeah, yeah. So on Saturday we went to They Might Be Giants, which was oh. awesome. I because uh, <clears throat> I missed them last year, thinking I wouldn't care, and it turns out I was sad to not have seen them. No. Oh. So uh, yeah, the man, the opening act was fantastic. Who was it? The uh, a band called Moon Hooch. Okay. Which uh, so they came out, and it's like a, a guy playing drums and. A guy playing a giant saxophone and a guy playing an even more giant saxophone. And guy on the drums proceeds to play like, I don't know, like drum and bass, almost like house beats. Things that sound electronic but aren't because it's just some dude doing it. And the two saxophone guys proceed to just rock the fuck out in, in a really engaging and amazing fashion. Like going with the crowd, going against each other. Kind of... I don't know. <clears throat> I don't think they were improvising much because it didn't have that like, when is this going to end? Quality that jazz has. Okay, but uh, or maybe they managed to finally improvise in a way that, uh, in a way that didn't strike you as being improvisational. It felt like they were headed somewhere, and they knew how to work up to like a tension point and then release it in a chorus and. They like they didn't say anything for most of their set. They just kind of went song into song into song, and uh, God, I don't know. It, have you listened to any morphine at all? Have you taken any morphine and then listened to morphine? No, I haven't. Mm-hmm. I've uh, I've watched a tremendous amount of uh, morphine get flushed down a toilet. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. How did no, that happen? Uh, after Dad died. No. Oh, gotcha. um, the. They they had to they, they like sent they there was like somebody whose job it was to show up and do this stuff you got to do yeah. apparently which is like well I wish we had hidden more of that morphine okay <laughs> um yeah all right, that was weird yeah let's talk about that 
No, that, should, no, that literally is my only. That literally language. is my only experience with morphine. <laughs> but uh, no, I. So that's the one where it's like, it's it's, it's like a, a slow, but and... right, but it, but it's it it's. Uh, I'm trying to think. It's like crash test dummies voice guy. Yeah, and and then like uh, I I can't even think of another band that's a. It it reads Tom Waitsy to me. What is Tom Waitsy to you? Uh, sparse music and deep single male vocals. Ah. Okay, well this is just the uh, the same kind of sax that the guy plays in Morphine was the kind of lead on it. So like, uh, yeah, talking about music, dancing about architecture. It was pretty awesome. Just like, I don't really like the sound of a saxophone even as a general rule but they hmm. they just kicked all kinds of ass and when and I was so a saxophone to you is like an accordion to normal people yeah and it made me happy we bought the CD and we're listening to it on the way home and it actually sounded similar enough to their live show to enjoy it we've had a couple where it's like god this opening band is fantastic why aren't they more famous and then you buy the CD and you go oh cause they oh, don't sound anything right. like this CD yeah the the you know the black Carl, yeah yeah exactly that that is what I was thinking of or the uh, the Hanson brothers, um, which is a which is a band of old Canadian men who play punk rock songs, and apparently the Hanson brothers are some famous hockey players, and so they've decided to name their band such that you would think that it was Hanson right or that it was some hockey players. Um, but yeah, they did. A, they did a really good live like uh, live punk show. But then the record, I don't know. It sounded like a it 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 had been like Flansburgified, where it was just like, oh, okay, so this is this is rock and roll if you sand all of the sharp edges off of it in production. So like somehow both overproduced and too loud at the same time. That's kind of what I think of Flansburg's production. Just like everything is going to be super duper loud, so it's kind of a wall of sound. And not in the like Phil Spector way, more in the like brick way. <clears throat> but then it just sounds kind of generic. They uh they might be giants did a hell of a show though. Yeah. They were they were switched right on. Uh, they played at least one track from every album. Okay. Is I remember a couple of shows that we went to where they didn't play anything prior to Flood, and that was kind of a bummer. But they hit, like, Anna Ang, Famous Polka. Uh, they did Put Your Hand Inside the Puppet Head, which was fantastic. Hmm. And, uh, you know, like, four songs from Flood. They hit Letterbox, which made me really happy. Oh, that's good, yeah. Yeah. And then several from, uh, I think just one from Join Us, and then several from Nanobots. But, like, when they're playing live... Even the songs that I, the the song that I didn't really like from Nanobots actually makes sense. And you go, oh, I get it. How this band came up with this song, but on the album it doesn't sound like they might be giants at all. Hmm. But yeah, I was I was super happy to have been there. And at the venue where Prince did Purple Rain is where we saw them. Uh, where where he did what does it mean for him to have done Purple Rain? Where he filmed the concert for the movie. Oh, okay. I yeah. see. 
Um, it's still like a dive. Like it's this big venue, but it's still that kind of divey. Like everything is painted black. There are six bars around the place, but they're all selling drinks for like four dollars a giant beer kind of thing. Hmm. So yeah, super great. I uh, I've lost a lot of my zest for drinking beer at stuff like that because the older I get, the less I'm willing to tolerate drinking beer out of a plastic cup. Uh huh. Oh, these were all bottles and cans. Mm-hmm. So just just I clap just, your just hands. Just clap my hands and just drink the fucking beer and shut up. Exactly. Prissy asshole. Actually, what if you have you? a, it used to be all about a, the drinking, man. But if you have a bottle or a can in your hand, you should probably not clap. Mm-hmm. Well, you could be like, here, officer, hold my beer while I clap. That was just a public service announcement for our listeners. <laughs> Sir, could you please clap the alphabet backwards? Hmm. Uh, I couldn't do that even if I were sober. Aha! It would be great if a sobriety test was just singing the song Bingo and managing to put the claps in the right places. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then every, then every uh, bar guy with guitar would do that with the crowd to practice. Oh yeah, this is public. His public service crooning. Well, he could be in. He could kind of take the place of the breathalyzer that some bars have now. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I'm going to lead everybody in this song, and if you can't sing along, if you get screwed up on the clap, 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 o oh part, then you should probably not drink anymore and call a cab. Yeah. Well, if you're calling a cab, you should drink as much more as possible before the bar closes. Right. Well, you should call the cab while you're still sober enough to be able to dial the cab. Just watch out for that bartender, because he will dip his thumb into the pint glass to displace some of the beer while he's pouring it. (laughs) Hey, it looked full when he handed it to me. You probably just drank some of it and didn't realize it. (laughs) Um, We had a a party for... we we had a sort of an extended uh, extended girlfriend birthday. I uh, just did like several half-ass birthday days because I'm the worst. Um, I did not get my girlfriend a single birthday present. I never get my wife one. Oh yeah, but we're married. I just I I mean when I it's uh, God like I I always feel like I am. It seems like I'm fishing for reassurance when this comes up, but I really feel, I feel simultaneously awful and not awful about the fact that I so rarely get anybody presents on present giving occasions. Yeah, I think that's totally fine. Yeah. I mean, I guess people more or less understand that that's a bit, right? I mean, there, there are like lots of people who every once in a while they'll get me a birthday present, but a lot of times they don't and whatever, you know, it's like, I understand if you see something that somebody will like and there's a thing that is coming up, there's an opportunity coming up to give them a present, that you'll do it. And if you don't, then eh, whatever. But I, you know, I feel like other people have this like, well, we'll let's... So like Riff, for instance, went to Target on the way to the party and bought a present. You know, it was mostly like a joke present, but I don't want a joke. I don't want people to get me joke presents because that's just shit that's going to take up space. And I'm not going to get my girlfriend a joke present because that's shit that's going to take up space in my house. Right. So, and I can't get my mom anything because there is literally no room in her hoarder ass house for one more object. Even after she filled your trunk with stuff that you had to drive throughout the entire U.S. Uh, well, no, that was that was the acquisition of more stuff. That was stuff oh, right. from that was, that stuff was stuff you were from my grandma's to her. to her house. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It, it, and to be fair, this is not hoarding behavior. This is, this is 
people kept dying and making it so mom acquired more and more stuff right. just through the circle of life, right? And she knows that she should sell it or do something. Right. Which, buy a house that's three times as big that she could then reasonably furnish uh, with d- d- crazy antiques from varying periods of American history. And, you know, lots of like, I don't know, like, say a bow made out of ribbon that's printed with an American flag and tied up with some jute. And then it says love on a plaque underneath Mm. it and just put that on the wall somewhere so things that somebody bought at like marshall's for 10 bucks yeah or like a like a hobby lobby yeah you know or like uh there is this category of object that i don't exactly understand its purpose uh it's like let's say it's like a piece of it's it's a thing that is made out of cardboard but it is printed to look like it is old metal metal or something and it's like oh look this is a thing that reminds you of america yeah patriotic tchotchkes yeah doing it for you yeah 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 like here's a non-functional birdhouse to hang on your wall yeah like what come on come on what? It's like the the things that you buy when you've already bought everything. Is that it? I kind of think so. Like, I feel like you reach a point where, like, well, my kids are grown. I don't have, like, hobbies that I would buy equipment for, but I still have that urge to buy shit. So I might yeah. as well, like, if something catches my eye I'll, that I want to decorate my house with, I'll just go ahead and buy that and... Yeah. Make sure that I have a... You just decorate and decorate and decorate. And once your house is fully decorated, then it's, okay, I'm going to completely change all of the hand towels and the things that are out on every flat surface every holiday. Mm -hmm. So then you start on the Christmas house and the Halloween house. and Like every yard sale that I've been to here, and there have been a few because they have like big block long things that they do in the summer where everybody kind of throws in. They're the people who have been living in the same house for like 30 years and are old. They always have this like three tables of Christmas decorations and not stuff that you put on a tree, just stuff that you put on your like the tables and shit that you have in your living room and your coffee table. And like you're buying additional tables and sideboards yeah, and stuff. Yeah, that's just the, to put things on. I like, I, I maybe I am. Maybe there's something wrong with me, but like the most satisfying thing that I can see is a table with nothing on it. Yeah. Because because that is a table that if I need to use it for something, I just can. Right? As whereas a lot of people I think see that as an opportunity to I don't know, put some fucked up druid Santa made out of twigs, right, on it and uh, this that was a real thing that was in my house like at one point when I was when I was dating that flight attendant I was like what the fuck is that for it's like it's for de- decoration like oh. I mean I can go for putting art on the walls and, yeah absolutely 
Yeah, a lamp or two, some candles maybe sitting out, but But see, I mean, I can go I could go for putting art on the walls if the art is like if it means something, right? Like if it's yeah. a And I mean, even if what it means is like, oh, this is a really I see, I guess this is the thing. I bought I bought a print for $20 at Phoenix Comic Con that was just like a wizard in a dungeon with some bones on the floor. And it looked pretty cool. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get that. And I, and I got it and put it up in my house. And maybe me seeing a wizard is equivalent to my mom seeing an American flag. Right? And so the instinct that caused me to put that up... Although here's the thing. I didn't have to move another wizard in a dungeon print out of the way to have room to put that one on the wall. I put it on a bare wall. Yeah, you you have the right to bare wall. Everybody has always characterized Was it a load-bearing wall? <laughs> yeah. Well, eh, it was a it was a boy wizard, so so no. <clears throat> the 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 joke there being that if there had been a sexy lady wizard, uh, I might have been overcome. The spirit might have entered me. You might and, have uh, been overcome and come over her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, on the wall, I wouldn't want to ruin the print. The wall you can wipe off. Right. I could ejaculate me- on a wall and then slam a print of a wizard against it and use the semen as an adhesive, like Philip uh, Seymour Hoffman in your favorite movie. Yes, I remember. Yeah, I know. You're never going to be able to forget it, especially because I keep bringing it up right. over the years. Yeah, I'd, people have accused me in the past of keeping house like someone who doesn't live there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that that's really true anymore. But yeah, as, you know, this is like a this is like a house that is like. But I, but I I can kind of see what they mean. Although I associate that now with the places that we stay when we rent places. Places, you know, it's like this. The art on these walls was chosen not to express anything, but to just be inoffensive. To right. like match a dick to match an inoffensive decor Kevin's room at the last place in San Francisco was just like airplanes and trains it was just like art deco posters of trains and planes and this is like the transportation room <laughs> and there was like a non-functional clock that was that had some wings and propellers on it huh. sitting on the sitting on the counter and I'm like, like you know what would be better you know what would be better than that clock Nothing. If there was just nothing on this surface, so it was an actual usable surface. I uh, I can go for decorating a guest room with some stuff, but I think every room in our house, the the art on the walls either means something because of who made it or because of what it depicts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, from the Jack Skellington print. In the entryway to the new uh, Muppet slash Doctor Who mashup thing that we got at uh, Midwest Spring Con. Our house says we're nerds who like naked ladies. So we had a wizard. We had a wizard party, uh, which was which was facilitated by the wizard on the wall. Mm -hmm. Uh, We played wizard staffs. Uh, I achieved uh, level nine Pabst Blue Ribbon wizard. No kidding. Mm -hmm. How long was the party? I think that we told people to show up at six. 
because uh, we have some friends that like to go to a party early and leave early, and then we have some friends that like to show up to a party late and stay late. So I think the party went from like six to three. Mm. So it was a good long party. I like me a party that has when I'm hosting that has those stages. Yeah, where you have like. 15 people come and you hang out and then they leave and as they're leaving 10 different people show up and yeah it's a good evening so I, that um, kind of thing yeah yeah it was I uh this is there was a thing that, uh, something happened that made me kind of angry and then I was like eh I'm a dick for feeling angry about this I went to the grocery store to get some stuff during the party and I saw this cart where all of the donuts from the day had been marked down because they're like day old donuts and I was like you know I like a stale donut and tomorrow I can eat a donut the party was on a Friday so I couldn't eat a donut at the party but I was like tomorrow I'm going to eat a donut <clears throat> so I bought, a, I bought a box of six donuts and the lady okay. said are you sure you don't want to buy 18 donuts and I said yeah yeah she was like if you buy a dozen donuts you'll get this for free like well okay no I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm cool I don't like Upselling me by just tripling the amount is... I, she was probably just being helpful, you know? Like, there's a way to get a better deal on this, but I didn't want 18 donuts. Uh, and I and I got home, and I unloaded the stuff that I had bought for the party, and then I had this box of donuts, and I was like... God, I, would, I would feel like such an asshole if I hid this box of donuts so that it doesn't get eaten at this party. So I'm, I'm not going to say, hey, everybody, I got donuts. I'm just going to leave this... I'm not on the counter where all the party food is. I'm just going to put it somewhere else. And then at a certain point, somebody asked me, hey, can I have one of those donuts? And I was like, yep. And then they were gone. Yes. And when I woke up, the fucking just empty donut box in the trash. And I said, yep, that is that is what I get. That is what I get is zero donuts. Yeah. I mean, like, I think you would have been justified in like leaving them in your car. Or in your garage or something, because those long parties, people always get hungry and they always will raid whatever food is available. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I think you could be annoyed to say, like, ah, the thing that I was afraid was going to happen happened. Yeah. But not so surprised. You know, I mm-hmm. don't feel bad about, like, I don't hide booze except if it is booze that is hard to replenish if it's just expensive or whatever you know like what you know, somebody somebody with the audacity to drink some expensive booze after I've gone to sleep without asking me like whatever their reward is some booze yeah. but like when you couldn't get the kind of absinthe that I liked here the one party where I woke up and there was like half a bottle of it gone because people had just gotten into it yeah I was like ah no so I started hiding that. But now you can buy it here, so I don't have to hide it anymore. Yeah. And, you know, like, that's the thing, right? Is, I guess it's okay to hide stuff that's not for people. It's not like having a party doesn't just suddenly mean everything that it, that is in my house that is consumable is fair game for everyone at this party, or does yeah. it? And I don't think it does. <clears throat> I think if you have things that are, you have like a table with food on it and only the the closest of friends are going to raid further than that, 
But then you mix the a whole bunch of booze into the equation, and yeah. maybe people forget their boundaries. Do you think it is only the closest of friends? I would have felt that it was the people who are like our strangers who are at the party are the most likely to to you know to to overconsume. I I wouldn't do that if I was at a party where I didn't know somebody. There was no fucking way that I would like dig through their liquor cabinet for something that wasn't out. Yeah, and like. That's what I was thinking. Like, there are people who I am friends enough with to invite to a party that wouldn't just, like, feel comfortable opening my fridge and looking in it without asking me. And then there are people who would totally do that and they would be totally fine. So I I was thinking, like, your close friends who are used to kind of raiding your fridge will go ahead and do that and... I would think people who are in that acquaintance mode, because, like, you don't really know any assholes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> would just kind of stay away, unless they were drunk. Yeah. I just, uh, I just had a memory flooding back where I, uh, I got, I got yelled at by a girl that I was dating a long, long time ago. Dating, dating very casually and for a very short period of time, but she told this story about her and some friend of hers having gone to a party at some dude's house and he was creepy and hitting on them and so they stole a bunch of booze and left huh and i was like that is not okay like you know this guy whatever creepy or whatever but like he had you at his house and was giving you drinks and then i got yelled at don't lecture me you're not my dad yeah and I said, no, but I'm old enough to be, am I right? <laughs> I was going to say, was it one of your many child brides? Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't marry her. Yeah, I didn't mean it. Yeah. No, I don't. One I, of your I, potential child brides. Sure. Uh, no, there was probably only like a... F- this, was, this was when I was younger, so there was probably only like a four or five year difference. Right. Long enough that I understood that that was not fucking cool. Yeah. Ugh. Man... If I can just steal, like, what is wrong with people? Like, how are you so divorced from, like, I don't feel like I needed a religious upbringing to demonstrate to me that the golden rule was a thing. Right. Right? I mean, I've been accused of having a lack of empathy, but, like, that kind of shit, it just seems so obvious to me that like when you consider doing something you think is this okay would I think it was okay if somebody did it to me and if the answer is no then you don't do it that seems like a pretty straightforward way of approaching the world to me Right. and like if you're like would I be mad if somebody did this to me yeah but fuck this guy then eh. I'm pretty sure that the the folks who are lacking that gene don't even go so far as to think, would I be okay if somebody did this to me? It's yeah. Like, this is a thing that I want, so I'll grab it. Yeah, I mean, I guess there are people that, like, steal money out of their mom's purse. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> oh, children. Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be assholes. Yeah. What do, what do assholes... Uh, what do assholes do? Make them be doctors and lawyers. Doctors and lawyers are assholes. Yeah, that's tricky. What do you let them grow up to be? Mm, the, 
chairs of charitable organizations. There you go. Uh, people who make chairs and donate them to charitable organizations. Chair and so chair and table the, organizations. Somebody who is the chairman of a chair corporation that donates to charities. Mm-hmm. A charity chair, chair, chair. They donate chairs to charities. Yes. They donate money to chair charities. Uh, they steal from share and donate that money to chair charities. Now that's getting that's getting into into immoral territory again. If you have, by the way, a charity that involves buying chairs for people, let us know. Yeah. I would donate to a chair charity. Would you now, Max Headroom? <laughs> that's chair, what that's what they would say. <sighs> um, and then we went to uh, we went to an arcade yesterday. We went to a, the the castles and coasters here. Still has a still has a fairly well repaired arcade. The one that's in like North Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, up oh, there. Yeah, that place uh, was great. 20 years 20, ago 20, 20 years ago yeah no it was fine um, <clears throat> but they have a thing where you go in and you know they're, all the games are on a card like a game stock or game works kind of thing but you right. can pay 10 bucks and just get 3 hours of unlimited play so oh, dang. that's was a pretty sweet deal and it, you know you can also do that at the golf land over by the office but that shit is ghetto as fuck and most of the games are broken right. but this everything was in pretty good repair the Tron wasn't working mm. and on the getaway pinball machine one of the flippers was unreliable and I guess there was another pinball machine. The Simpsons pinball party, there was a fuse blown that controlled all the playfield lights. So there were very few lights. It would say, shoot the flashing ramp. And you would be like, which ramp is flashing, Homer? Riddle me this. And then you would go to the Batman pinball machine, and then the Riddler would riddle you something, and you would be able to understand it, because the playfield lights on that one were working just fine. So could you not just take a couple of lights from the Batman and go take them over to the other place? Well, I thought about it, but then I thought, would I want someone to take a couple of lights out of me and put them into somebody else just because that person was, like, you know, poor? And right. I'm like, fuck no. F you, I got mine. It's the basis of my morality. Um, what else did we do? We went, to the, we went to the movies. We saw Now You See It, which is a movie that I had never heard of. No, Now You See Me? Uh... I had yeah. never heard of this movie until Emily looked it up on movie phone when we were thinking, do we want to go to a movie today? I remember those times. It was okay. Yeah, I was interested in seeing that, actually. I just saw the trailer for it. So, do it, you recommend it? Do you not recommend it? Uh, well, not for you. I, like, I would not... What? You what can does that watch. Mean? You don't. Okay, because there are other movies that would provide more bang for your limited ability to go see a movie at the drop of a hat buck. Uh, is what I'm saying. Like you. Like I feel worse about recommending a bad movie to you than I do to somebody who didn't have to get a babysitter to go see a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. It it just kind of fell in one eye and out the other. It's a. It's like a way to video. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 absolutely. You would lose nothing. But I see. What, I, what I, I thought you were is, saying like I wouldn't recommend it for you because you're such a picky motherfucker. No, no, no I don't, that's that's not it at all. That may be true. Um, but, uh, you know, I like a I like a Woody Harrelson. Um, yeah, he's pretty good in everything. I like a, I like a Jesse Eisenberg. Um, I wish that the girl had been Emma Stone, uh, both because I think she would have been better and is also more attractive. Hmm. Um, the. Uh, 
I don't think that I had ever seen Mark Ruffalo in anything. And that's because you haven't seen the Avengers yet, that's you true. bastard. I was constantly struck by the extent to which Mark Ruffalo minus 10 years equals Zach Braff. Huh. Um, based suppose. on mannerisms and it was it was weird. I was like periodically had to check my is this Zach Braff meter. Like mm. nope. I saw Zach Braff doing the video for his Kickstarter and he's not this old. I don't even know if Mark Ruffalo is that much older than Zach Braff. He he's always kind of rumpled though. Yeah. He was definitely yeah. rumpled in this. He was he was hard boiled. Yeah. He had he is a guy who bugged the shit out of me in every movie I saw him in until Avengers. So she's like, so he always just seems to be underplaying and just kind of mumbling and shrugging all the time. No, Mark Ruffalo is seven years older than Zach Braff. Hmm. But he is, uh, yeah, he's in need of ironing. He was great as the as Bruce Banner slash the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Do. I had thought for whatever reason that the when I thought of Mark Ruffalo, I thought, oh, that must be some some young hunk. You were thinking of Janine Garofalo. Oh, that probably was. He is he is a young hunk. Mm-hmm. Real a real stud. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's Janine Garofalo up to? Just making people angry with her politics? Probably. She's probably uh, up to getting lots of Negative feedback on Twitter. Aging not so gracefully. Nah, I don't know if that's true or not. Yep. Well, do you have anything else you want to talk to before we start answering video game questions, Mr. Skullhead? Like we do on this podcast? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Let's dive right in. Uh, Radio Bugbear. Pobblebonk writes... Now that Age of Boris has been done for quite a while, why not switch it to Steel Margarita and have all paths be the same? Because having all paths be the same is not a goal that we have. Uh, GreenN72 says, Dear Jick, when you finish a random X generator, do you ever have a reason not to post it to Asymmetric? For example, the Game Guide generator and its ASCII art thing are sweet as hell, so I was just wondering if there's some technical difficulty or if nobody thinks of it. Um, that one does work a little differently than than uh, the, the way that some of the others do because it is generated with a bunch of functional code that occurs at the time of generation. Um, so it would be a little trickier, but like... I'm comfortable putting older stuff on asymmetric, but like the generators are part of are are sometimes used as like a reward for accomplishing something in the game, right? Or in this case, for buying something. And so the notion of just immediately like, all right, well, it, like, if we had rolled out Hobopolis and we could said, well, you could play in Hobopolis and see these funny names, or you could just see an infinite number of these funny names and burn yourself out on them right away. That's not that's not a thing I want to do. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, like, I, w- I think I would not, on principle, simultaneously put a generator in the game and then outside the game. Yeah, that's why... Yeah, we should probably though keep an eye on the ones that have been out for for a while. Yeah. It is fairly easy to to port them over. The the database tables that 
the game uses to generate those get dumped to text files that asymmetric has ready access to um the Reaper says, I've been listening to a lot of D&D podcasts lately, which got me thinking. Strength equals Seal Clubber, Constitution equals Turtle Tamer, Char- Charisma equals DB, Dexterity equals AT. Which wizard is Int and which is Wiz? Uh, well, I would say Seal Clubbers are Strength, but Turtle Tamers are Wisdom. They even have a, they even have a, a passive skill that has the word Wisdom in it. Mm. And then I guess that means that sa- Saucerers are Int and Postamancers are Constitution? Because uh, their healing ability, maybe? They don't and, have a lot of hit points, though. And because of how concerned they are with people's rights. Sure, sure. For the first part of them, at least, is. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess d- disco bandits are more charismatic than accordion thieves, and accordion thieves are more deft. Yeah. Because right? disco yeah. bandits are more like, give me all your money, wink, wink. Uh, and accordion thieves are like, uh, your accordion is gone, and you didn't even fucking see me. Now you see me. Yeah, yeah, in fact, now you see me. Uh, also, I was very proud to be the first Kickstarter backer named in the podcast, even though that was many, many months ago. Thanks for choosing my name out of the hat first. Well, thanks. We finally finished giving the Word Realms Kickstarter backers their shout-outs on Video Games Hot Dog. Yeah. In a, an epic marathon session of that. JB77 says, the mini-adventurer is awesome. Thanks for another great item. You're welcome. I, th- I think it's pretty fun. Uh, Magic Exo says, hey, just wondering. I mean, the potency of drinks is spelled out at this point, so is there any way we can get a slight defense from over-drinking? I hate days when I go to drink, say, four of something and accidentally type 45 and then hit the enter key before I realize my mistake, only to hear myself say fuck. Uh, I was simply, I was just simply thinking in cases like that where you try to drink more than you safely can by a factor of 10, it could just say there's no way you can drink that much. It doesn't seem like the kind of thing you would do, but I think it would make the game interface much friendlier to new players as well as veterans. Um, see, this is why I was against multi-eat and multi-drink to begin with, mm. is because of this very possibility. Uh, so out of spite, no... You know, I guess that's the the problem, right? Rather than generalizing the code for eating and drinking stuff to handle multiples, which would then require everything that operates on eating and drinking to suddenly be adjusted to handle quantity. Mm -hmm. Um, We decided that the only way that we could reasonably implement multi-eat and multi-drink, which you'll notice is turned off by default, um, was to just run the code multiple times in sequence for eating it. Right. And that's why it'll just keep trying it until you can't do it anymore. I don't actually know. Like, if you try to eat 50 things, will it be like, you eat it, 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 and then 45, you're too full to eat that? Huh. That might be what it does. I should try that. Mm. <clears throat> Maharito well, says, have you considered making the stat up spleen items, or at least the non-NPC ones found from monsters, scale given stats with level uh, so as to make them more interesting to use? That's a pretty good idea. <clears throat> Green and 72 says, Dear Jick, on the subject of my last bugbear question, I love the game informed stuff. When you first load the dungeon, the names are spelled out letter by letter. Is this just uh, to make technically work, or is it a bit of flavor? Um... Also, if you're reading this, I assume you still read Radio Bugbear, and from what I gather, rarely. Is the bugbear still a popular submission medium? Should we switch to posting in the thread? I mean... 
the reason that we don't really read Radio Bugbear is because it takes weeks for there to be enough Radio Bugbear questions for one thread and the forum, or for one show, and the forum thread, while it is slightly more restrictive because it only lets in people who have forum accounts, it lets people see what's already been asked, hmm. which just makes it so there are there are a lot fewer cases where there are just five different, the same question worded in different ways. Yeah, man, I don't know. Questions, man. What do you do when there's a million ways to talk to you? You had said something about Facebook, and I was like, fuck, is that a thing we're going to do now? Just take questions on Facebook? I mean, I don't mind taking questions on Facebook, but nobody really took advantage of that. Yeah. Because Roy always brings in Facebook questions for Advice Hot Dog, and I, because that, he just he makes a document that's in like a hundred different fonts every week. Well, like every week. We don't do an Advice Hot Dog every week. That guy's got a kid. Um, I should probably just make a little thread on Facebook on like Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Just like, hey, go ahead and go ahead and post mm. some shit on here and then you're the only one you'd you'd have to read them because you're the only one that sees them because i'm i'm all like facebook i don't even own a tv yep uh so the letter by letter thing probably only happens once and it's because you don't have those images cached uh we wrote a little printing press function to generate uh zone kol zone looking text uh, based on an arbitrary string of characters uh, by me just typing it into my paint program and then making an individual GIF of every letter. Yeah. Did you hear that? GIF. Yep. Did you Did you used to say GIF? Nope. No, that debate just got thrust into everywhere that I was looking over the last couple weeks. And I think it was because the creator said in some higher profile thing that he normally does, it's GIF. Yeah, he did. And then everybody was like, but I mean, we've known that for a long time, because he was on record as having said that in the 80s. And everybody's like, nope, he's wrong. He doesn't get to decide how it's pronounced. And I guess that's true. Like, I understand that people say GIF because it's the G from graphics, right? So I think that is a I think that is a the the justification equivalent of a backronym. Right. Well, what I'm saying is I I get the one of the reasons that people say GIF is that it's the G from graphics, so it should be a hard G. But then by that right, it should be scuba gear mm-hmm. instead of scuba gear. But with an acronym, you just say it the way it it would make sense for those letters to sound. Yeah. And if you have a giraffe, you should have a GIF. And it's also amazing to me, and it shouldn't be, because I've spent a lot of time on the internet, that people are... People had a really close personal identification with whichever way they were pronouncing it and felt the need to freak out about it. I mean, people like to argue. No, they don't. Mm-hmm. No, we're not immune to it. I, uh... I, I thought of something that I hadn't uh, that I that I wanted to talk to you about on. You know what? This is a thing that I was gonna I was gonna bring up because I was like, this is a thing we shouldn't talk about. But I actually kind of do want to. I do want to get your take on something that we've been talking about lately. So Arizona, in an effort to continually be the political laughingstock of the liberal world, is now in the news. I I 
the reason that I found out about this is because I went to a restaurant where I was like, hey, where's your restroom? He said, we don't have one. And I was like, oh, do you have some place that I can wash my hands? And he said, no. And I said, isn't that, isn't that against the law? And right. he said, no, it's not. And I was like, I don't even know why I asked that guy, because that guy doesn't fucking know whether it's against the law or not. And I was pretty sure that it was against the law for you to have a restaurant with tables where you sit down and have table service without a public bathroom. I would, I've would. i definitely never seen one. That's weird. Yeah, I mean, <coughs> I'm sure that, the, like, you know, a hot dog cart doesn't have to have a public bathroom, right? A food truck doesn't have to have a public bathroom. So it's not like there's a law that says you have to provide people with a place to wash their hands if you're serving them food, right? Like, because a fucking vending machine doesn't have to have a bathroom in it. Right. Although you can just poop in a vending machine. Yeah, I don't uh, mind. Anyway, but when I did a search for Arizona bathroom laws, apparently there is there is a law trying to get on the books here forbidding people from using a bathroom that does not match the gender that is on their birth certificate. Oh yeah, that was a thing. Which is which is probably from uh, it it is being framed as like a transphobic thing and i don't know what its genesis was but i was reminded of the time when i was reading about an argument about this kind of stuff in some metafilter comments and somebody said something that pretty much described exactly how i feel about this whole thing is in order for me to have an opinion about this somebody is going to have to explain to me why there are gender split restrooms huh. right because you can't you can't discuss this without agreeing on the reasons why there is a men's restroom and a women's restroom and using that as as your basis for evaluating how you determine what person gets to go into what bathroom Right. Right. Because, you know, you say, well, you just use whatever bathroom you want. But, like, that doesn't seem like a good idea. <laughs> yeah, but why well, doesn't it? That's a good question. I mean, so it doesn't seem like a good idea because I immediately would just start hiding in women's restrooms and jerking off while listening to women's shit. Uh, I wouldn't do that, but somebody would. See, that's the thing, like, is it the two reasons that I've heard for keeping the bathroom separate is people being creepers and that one gender or the other is way more disgusting. And, you know, like, there would just be pee all over the seats all the time. So. Yeah, I mean, like, there uh, is, in in a bar situation at least, like, there is some different hardware, right? There's, yeah. the, you know, you, I don't really know... I can't I can't understand why there is the split. And that's that's the discussion I have. I mean, I like I don't like I think that we're probably in agreement that like passing a law to explicitly fuck with the transgendered is bullshit. Right. Right? And so let's not do that. 
but at the because same time, like, do like, I do I think it should be illegal for a man to pee in a women's restroom? Like, not under all circumstances, because I've done it. Like, if there's nobody in this place and the men's room is out of order, right? Like, there are or whatever. Like, if if it's just a tiny bathroom that is just a toilet and a sink and the door locks, shouldn't be gendered at all. Yeah. Right, there should just be two bathrooms. You know, but I guess like at the movie theater where or the airport. You know, what do you do there? Mm. And why do you what like I I can imagine a set of circumstances under which like let's say I'm at the movies with a date and it's my first date and I think oh, I got to go to the bathroom. Uh, because boy that movie was long and she says I gotta go to the bathroom too but secretly I have to blast a bunch of noisy and noisome diarrhea because I ate too much butter flavoring on my popcorn I don't want to go into a stall that is adjacent to a stall that the girl that I'm on my first date with has gone into so but then would it be different if I was gay if I was there with a dude I mean should you have to be a straight male to use the men's restroom? Yeah. But I mean that's the thing. If the point of if the point of keeping men out of a women's restroom is because you don't want somebody getting a boner when watching someone pee, do you then also prohibit gay guys from going into a men's room? Cuz I mean pretty right. obviously fucking no. But like I'm kind of okay with I'm kind of okay with the idea of not letting some like gross, sweaty, creepy masturbator dude into a women's restroom. Right. But are they trying? Is the other thing. Mm-hmm. Like, this law seems to be aimed at, or Adrian is definitely aimed at, we don't believe there's such a thing as being transgender. <clears throat> we think these people are just deeply perverted, and we don't want them pretending that they're girls when they're not. So, like, to me, that's different from... Oh, sure. There are creepy masturbator dudes coming in there, and we have to stop that from happening. Oh, no, sure. No, I'm... I'm. What I wanted to discuss with you was the idea of does the gender split make sense at all? Yeah. Right? Because, I mean... And that's I don't a think one. that you can... I don't think that you can just say, all right, well, bathrooms are not gendered anymore, so let's retrofit everything to just be weird. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. I see a lot of places that are just, like... Here are just some rooms with toilets in them, and then a common, a common area with sinks and stuff. Mm. And it, like, it's weird to me. It's weird for me to pee and come out of a room and then wash my hands in a sink with a woman washing her hands in the sink next to me. But it's only weird because it's unusual. And I mean, I guess if I'm going to do a bunch of real loud farting, I need to not do it at the sink. I guess. Or is that? I don't know. Is it okay to fart in front of a woman? that's a stranger then is it okay to fart in front of a man that's a stranger does it make any difference I usually feel mildly embarrassed when I fart in the bathroom even though that's the like the public bathroom even though it's a place for things like that to happen mm-hmm. boy I don't I like I like put one of my legs up on the sink to amplify I know, you the heard, sound uh, as a general rule I don't think I've ever seen you embarrassed to have farted yeah well I mean what are you gonna do not fart fuck that Jesus like some kind of woman. Uh, yeah. I really get... As soon as we get into the idea that... 
there are people who walk up to the men and women doors on a restroom and they have some conflict about which one to go into. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm above my... That's above my pay grade. Yeah. It's like, I have a really hard time wrapping my head around that. And it's not just a transgender thing. It's like, if you feel like you're a girl, then go for it. Mm-hmm. But just to, like... To have that be, like, a source of stress is so beyond my ken that I certainly don't think we should go passing laws about it. Yeah. I was actually surprised that it wasn't already against the law. I mean, I think what it should be is it should be against the law to jack off in a restroom. Oh, and it already is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, I... There's got to be something they can arrest you for. Like, if I just walked into a women's restroom at a bar and just stood there smiling by the sink... Right. There's got to be some, there's got to be some way for them to put me in jail for that. Like I don't want to live in a world where I can get well, at away least with that. To get that. you out of the bar, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean that that's the you know the thing about that is that like you, they can throw you out of a bar at the drop of a hat, and they often yeah. do. It's like don't you drop your hat in here for this specific reason? Yeah, we told you, no hats on the floor. Yeah. Hey, how about this forum thread? All right, that's four. Wax says, Quoth Manuel, let me settle this once and for all. It's pronounced, pronounced Bonardagon, not Bonardagon, unless you're from the Midwest. Counter-argument, Bonardagon. You've said yourself it was an Erdagon made of bone. Were you? Did you write that to make fun of the way that I say it? No. Because I, I think I say Bonardagon. I had written it as it's supposed to read the it's pronounced Bonerdagen, not Bonerdagen, unless you're from the Midwest, mm. because then you would pronounce dragon as dragon and dagon as dagon. Mm, okay, and Bonner, would you say that that Bonner? That girl's really giving me a Bonner. Mm-hmm. That girl in the restroom. Probably not. That girl in the restroom that I'm lurking in is really giving me a Bonner. I wish I had a big to cover my Bonner. Mm. Uh, yeah, I say bone. I say boner dagen because that's, you know, it's the A is from dragon, so it's A. <laughs> when you say the word, when you say the letter A, it's pronounced A. So anytime a. it's in a sentence, it's A. Any, mm-hmm. any time it's in a sentence. Yeah, no, no matter how many syllables a word haze. <laughs> a word haze. Sure, what's up? <coughs> uh, again, Quoth Manuel, attempts have been made to stop children from encountering lounge lizard fish, but it turned out all the trivia questions were pretty easy to look up. Thank you for the nostalgia hit. There was actually a button you could press that would bypass the question screen. I think it was F11. I learned a lot by just asking my parents the, na- the answers to the questions at the beginning of Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> I only got to play Leisure Suit Larry at one day after school in junior high. Some kid had brought it in when the teacher wasn't looking. Mm-hmm. And we were we were sorely disappointed that we weren't able to play it until there were boobs. Yeah, I don't know that there in the first one. I don't know that there actually were any boobs. I don't know that you ever got to see any boobs. Some guy had. I want to say he had a walkthrough, but that seems really unlikely. Mm-hmm. But knew that at some point you look through a telescope and 
Yeah, you see somebody undressed at Leisure Suit Leisure Suit Larry three. There are there are some some pixel boobs in the very beginning under that specific circumstance, and depending on the level that you achieve by answering the questions, it sets the. You either get a very brief flash of boobs as she bends over uh, beneath the shade that's drawn partway, or you can see them the entire time. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That's not why you play that, you know? Right. You play it for the crass humor. Animated enemies are a thing, continues Whack. Can the Raver Giant spin around really fast? And I still see their beards as gigantic mouths. The Raver Giant is spinning around really fast, so fast you can't see it. And uh, yeah. I don't know what to tell you about your hysterical beard blindness. I'm, I'm freaking out and I can't see out of my beard. I think for a long time I saw the giant's beards as big noses. With like a, a shiny, like a gleam on them. Hmm. Let me look at the giant. It is amazing. Like, I've been touch typing since I was in junior high, but put my keyboard out of my sight and suddenly just can't do it. Yeah. Like, the procrastination giant, say, his, you could maybe see that beard as a big round red nose. Mm, I don't think that I can. Well, I don't know that you can. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the thing. I, I don't think that I can see it like that. Their their expression is in mouths that that are on like. No, like you can see, especially the remodeled giants. It's absolutely clear. Okay. But like the like the the unused booze giant mm -hmm. from back in the day, that could totally be a guy with a shiny black nose. Yeah. Okay. A guy with a nose that was like replaced his chin. Yeah. I get. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like the big. Like a cartoon mouse with a giant nose, you know? Yeah, okay. Because giants are cartoon mice with giant noses. I mean, especially with the booze giant where you're like, well, if you drink a lot of booze, your nose gets big and red. Sure, big and red, yeah. Right. yeah. If you drink a, if you eat a lot of big red, your nose starts to smell like booze, which is weird. That is weird. Hmm. Ah, big red. It smells like gum. Makes it impossible we for were... me to swallow it. <laughs> That's what we were... Uh, the drink that we were drinking on Thursday for the podcast reminded me of Big Red Gum. Mm. It was something with, like, cinnamon and orange and tequila. No, I meant Big Red the soda. Oh, yeah. I was talking about Big Red Gum. Oh. But Big Red Soda does is kind of gum-like. Yeah. It's true. Smooth movements. It's not gummy. Overrides Busk of the Moose and vice versa for combat frequency. Can Sonata of Sneakiness and Cantata do the same thing? I'm lazy and cannot click more than one button. Huh. Uh, I think we decided not to do that because you can just shrug both of those because they're buffs and not self-buffs. Uh, you don't like that all rusty items now lead people to ask, can you put this in the slime tube? Therefore, I propose that all slime tube rusty, rusty items or slime tubable rusty items be retitled rusty ass. You can move the hyphen as you see fit. You know, hmm. I think that that you know, rusty ass pliers versus rusty ass pliers thing. That's, I think that's done. I think that that always goes without saying now, and it has to go without saying that the fact that you could change the hyphening or the timing, like yeah. when the word ass is involved and it is just 
at, yeah, the at, difference between big ass truck and big ass truck. Yeah, like you can still do that kind of thing, but not with the word ass, because it is of a general form, right? Like it is just an adjective enhancer. So it's the same thing as when somebody says like, "Where's my fucking jacket?" and you say right next to your regular jacket. It's like, yeah, you're not wrong, Walter. That, but well, yeah, but that one's o- that one's okay. I would, I think that one's equally as played. You think? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Because it 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 is another thing where you're deliberately derailing somebody who is saying something so you can make a joke. Yeah. And uh, I think as we get older, we evolve beyond that and make awesomer jokes because we evolve beyond that. Uh, Whack continues. Green Lantern fix? Oh, I did. I I got my Green Lantern fix fairly recently when I watched the uh, Ryan Reynolds tour de force The Green Lantern. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, I saw... Like three. Did you see Green Lantern and not Avengers? No, I saw I saw a few minutes of the Green Lantern movie when I was on television somewhere. Yeah. I don't even remember where that might have been. It wasn't good, wasn't it? I mean, I didn't think it was horrible, like in the way that the internet has to think that everything's horrible. It was just, it was like Fantastic Four level, hmm, of of a movie when we were used. We were getting used to the Iron Man level of movie. Mm. So, yeah. It, it was only adequate. Whack continues. I used pinch ghost on a ghost in the Mystic Psychosis. It did one damage because the ghost was physically immune. Yeah, I know. That's the thing I gotta deal with. And I will. It's just not simple. Uh, and what happened to last Monday's show? Thursdays is up in the archive. Mon Wednesdays isn't. I think I had to edit it at the office, and so I never remember to check like when I edit podcasts at home having them sit there in the root directory of my hard drive indicates to me that there is something left that I have to do with them which is either upload them or put them away but when I do it at the office because for some fucked up reason the Windows 7 install on my office computer has left me without permission to write to the root directory of the hard drive Hmm. And I cannot grant myself permission, though I am the only user of the machine and I have administrative privileges on my user account, the ability to write to the root directory of the hard drive. And so I don't, that file is in a subdirectory that I never look in until I'm editing another podcast. So I will try to remember to edit it. I mean, it's already edited. I will try to remember to upload it into the archive. You just need to talk to your network administrator. I do. I should. Uh, Canfire Forty says, "I pronounce it boner, bo, uh, boner dagon, uh, da, as in dad minus the d. Is that just ma?" <laughs> oh. Anyway, I thought making a big familiar would be impossible, but well done. Little Canfire Forty and I are going to get along just fine, given that he's a full weight sombrero fairy that buffs me just fine. Scully, did you write this? If so, what was your favorite part of the writing? I wrote the things that it does. I didn't come up with the concept at all. Well, but you did. You did. Dick. You did every word of the writing, though. Yeah, I guess uh, the fact that it exists is Jick, and the things that you see while you play with it are mine. I hope, like, some of those are fun. Yeah, some of them I just ran out of ways to describe a uh, 
a thing that does cold damage and then gives you the hit points back. Yeah, that was gonna happen. <laughs> it's like, all right. So I try to. Anytime you give me a word bucket to fill, I think of ten, like ten entries as an acceptable number of entries to have. Yeah, there's never gonna be a time when that's not enough. I think I would have. I would have taken. Yeah. Five. It also. But I ended you up don't, with like you, eight on one. You don't necessarily know, like, because some of those buckets are going to get called twenty times as often as some of the others, and I don't always like in in real egregious cases I will mention that in there, mm. but I don't always remember to. Um, but yeah, ten is ten is typically more than enough. Can we please, says Cannonfire, get some way to change the mini-adventurer's class? I can understand only being able to do it like once every day or every other day or something, but being locked into a mini-class for a whole ascension is super lame. Well, you're super lame. Whoa, it needs... Bold statement. I don't want you to have to... I don't want you to be able to do it every day because then you fucking have to do it every day to be optimal and fuck that. I mean, not fuck that, but fuck the complaints that that would engender. Um, being able to do it like once a week would be okay with me but I also there are so few things that we make you commit to for any amount of time that I kind of think that having to commit to one class of this guy for an ascension is pretty reasonable although I can see when it's a brand new thing and you're just starting out with it like having just bought it from the store. Yeah. Not being able to see all the stuff. Yeah, and not that's knowing, it. you know, I mean, p- picking one that's not right for the way that you play and not having any way to do anything about it without ascending. Yeah, that does kind of suck. Although, the fact that you can ascend big now just means that, like, you... Unless you're just crazy high level hanging out in Aftercore, you can still pretty much be in Aftercore as soon as you ascend. That said... People don't want to do it, and I think, I you know, when this first came up, I think Hot Stuff proposed letting it change once a week. Um, it's got us thinking in dev how it would be nice if there were things that were not daily, but not like not as short as a day timer, but not as long as a ascension timer. Uh. Um, which would basically. You know, like the Crimbo tree. So this only is a thing in Aftercore. More or less. Um, yeah, a week is pretty good. Alternatively, can we get the option to buy six mini-adventurers? Haha, <laughs> sure. And to have them all active at the same yeah. time? Yeah. Lastly, where's our mini-Boris and or mini-Jarlsberg? Yeah, those, well, those, are, those are good enough to be their own familiar. We'll do that. We'll do an item of the month someday that is... Uh, that is a mini Boris. Also, like those were dudes who didn't have familiars, so yeah, they would were. they be a familiar? I don't think that Jarlsberg would be a familiar. I think he he is opposed to the very concept. Yeah, but you could you could make a graven image of him mm. and enchant it to spite him. Wax you says you should be able to make him ascend once a day. He does one day ascensions. Every time you do this, he gets a mini pocket square of loathing. Two questions here, says Slashkamite. Is there a reason why we can't sort equipment by extra elemental damage? Uh, no. It's just those things, we didn't want to just make an infinitely tall list of things to sort by. We figured we would give people a chance to ask for sort criteria based on what was important to them. And, you know, now you have. So, ask again sometime when C.D. Moyer is paying attention. 
Hmm. Two, is there a reason why Jarlsberg can't make any booze past good when he can make epic tier food? Yeah, because he's, he's magic, and magic is about food, not booze, in this game. He was bad at drinking. And that's why. Word. Um... Beowulf says, Jick, you're completing a bold, outstanding quest. See, Fernsworthy Mysticality seems to have the momentum of a runaway freight train. Why are you so popular? I mean, is it cool to finally see the light at the end of the tunnel on these? I mean, the Fernsworthy and Mysticality ones, I didn't have any... I was not really stressed about them, right? Like, the there being an unfinished Fernsworthy quest is not a thing that you can see by playing the game. I guess... I guess you can glean from context that there is a there is a quest in the Moxie zone and there's a quest in the Muscle zone, but there isn't a quest in the Mist zone. That's a, I believe that that was only waiting on me for art, and I finished up all the art today, so I'm just waiting for some last minute testing bits, and then there's a, a very slight uh, visual update to Canada and a new quest for dudes to do. Um, and then it's way better and way more like a modern thing that we would do than the old other sign other sign quests. Ah, fuck, still got to put Quest Tracker on it. Um, so that's another afternoon's worth of work for somebody. Scully, your comic books seem to have the momentum of a runaway freight train. Is it cool to finally see them being created? I mean, why are you so popular? It is very cool to finally get to see them created. I don't know if, they, if they're picking up much momentum, but uh, the people who are buying them seem to be enjoying them, so that's cool. I'm waiting... Uh, anxiously awaiting the uh, like we're in the fun part of the production phase right now where Doug is drawing little thumbnails of all of the pages for issue four mm. and then I approve those and then he draws the actual pages and yeah like every time I see him he has cool stuff to show me and sometimes randomly in my email there are pages of a script that I wrote a couple of years ago just showing up as actual things right so it's super fun time uh, apparently, so we're doing the printed copies through Indie Planet, but apparently they charge $25 for international shipping. Hmm. So my, like, we'll just only do Indie Planet for the next one is probably not a great idea. How many internationals? Fully a quarter of the, hmm. of the thousand. Like, there were there are already two people on the Facebook who are like, oh man, there's no way I'm paying twenty five dollars for this comic, and I, I guess I should be insulted, but no, I absolutely would not pay that, and neither should you. What do we charge for? Less than that. Yeah. International shipping on a small envelope. We charge nine dollars. Like I feel like ten dollars is reasonable. Yeah, and covers the cost of it. Weird. I wonder why there's. I wonder why there's a so high. I mean, it's possible that they just don't want to fucking deal with it, right? Because I mean, yeah. it, it, just having. This doesn't multiply out. There is some. There is some economy of scale, but every time there is an international order. It probably costs an extra hour of labor to ship stuff that week. Just because, yeah. yeah, because you have to go to the post office, wait in line, and have a bunch of forms filled out. 
and go through this whole customs process for shipping international stuff. Like it is, it is an hour. It is still an hour of somebody's time if there are two international packages, and until there are fifty international packages, and it takes an extra hour to fill out all those forms. But it's just it like sending stuff internationally fucking sucks, and I can understand why people don't want to do it. Like we had to stop shipping glassware internationally because it doesn't matter how well we pack it it gets unpacked by customs and hastily repacked and 20% of the time it's just like there was a single mug order that ended up costing us i think 60 or 70 dollars by the time we dealt with the, the the multiples of shipping and the time that it took because just they just stop they they just get broken in transit no matter what we do and like yeah i i can understand why somebody would price international shipping at a level that that was prohibitive mm-hmm. it's kind of a dick move when it's just a comic though because the comics are pretty easy they're flat packed so you don't have to do the big custom form you just have to fill out the little thing that says this has <clears throat> a comic book in it and it's worth about three dollars yeah so like it was marginally only diffi- more difficult than mailing one in the states yeah I want to see like with Tapatico like anything that can flat pack yeah is fine for that stuff I'm not going to be able to figure out what shipping costs for a thing from Tapatico internationally. Yeah, man, I like I guess there's probably some store infrastructure that we could be using so that we could just like actually charge shipping right. on our stuff as opposed to having to like sell an item that is international shipping or whatever, but it's just I don't I have so little interest in fucking selling physical stuff. Mm. Like there is at our scale, there is no money in it, and it's just like, yeah, that does suck, though. You know, there's not, there's not enough Kickstarter money. God, it it would be cheaper for you to buy one at retail from Indie Planet and ship it, right? Right. I mean, they were not supposed to buy more than one ourselves because they would, that kind of annoys them. But, uh, why? I don't know. It just says in the thing, like, don't go buying a bunch of copies of this through Indie Planet. If you want more copies, just have us print them and ship them through, like, a reorder. I don't know why. That is seems fine. That se- that seems that seems me. like a crazy thing for them to do. Like if you're paying what they charge, why wouldn't they be happy to sell it to you? I don't know. It just seems like for Indie Planet they want to be selling one or two copies of it at a time. Huh. So they don't want you to order 100 of them. They want you to go through like fill out the different form on their other website keep track of it that way i mean i guess if they can 
decrease their margins by using a different machine to print 100 of them at a time mm-hmm. or something, which I'm sure that they can. But And they probably have a different setup for packing them in bulk from that side. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, I guess if they... If their primary means of sending this stuff is having one person put a comic book in an envelope and somebody buys a hundred of them, then they just don't, they have to go buy a box or something. Right. Yeah, fuck, I don't know, man. But I think what I will probably do is just order like 50 of them from Kablam when I get them, get the next one printed. And he was like, look, if you're international, drop me a line and I will send one to you. Or, you know, I'll send them to you guys so that you can send them to people using the infrastructure we already have. Yeah. But that sucks because I had wanted to just have Indie Planet handle everything and only touch like 10 copies of it that I order so that we can have something local. It sucks that we have such a large international audience. That's such a drag. Yeah, that is our first world problem. What is a drag? Is them charging twenty five dollars to ship a single fucking comic? Like, I... yeah, and it's quite the boner jam. Mm. Sleepy Worm says, "Well, the non combat adventures in the Hades arena, Infernal Rackets backstage, eventually have artwork. They all currently use NoPick.gif. Yeah, that's that sucks. Yeah. That's a bad. That's bad on me." Uh, F says, I'm doing a cleanse with the wife. Do you think three beers can be considered a healthy contribution to a cleanse? Sure. Have you ever done a cleanse? <laughs> I think that any anything that you do that's called a cleanse, you should not do. Yeah, I was gonna, I was I was asking you, have you ever done a cleanse? But like, <laughs> fucking, of course you, you couldn't even. Of get course to you haven't. It. Yeah, it'd be like asking me if I've ever done a cleanse. Like, <sighs> guys. If there are toxins in your body that your kidneys and liver can't handle, they're not going to go away because you drink, like, lemon juice or eat paleo or whatever shit. Yeah, the idea... If you've been drinking a lot and eating a lot of fast food so you feel kind of gross, totally stop doing those things for a week, but please don't say you're doing a cleanse. Yeah, you can like you could probably eat a salad and you'd be fine, right? You could you could probably even eat a hamburger and you'd be fine. <laughs> just like, you know, yeah, but it just don't don't call it a cleanse. That just puts it in that category the, of like yeah. uh. the idea that st- the idea that you build up toxins in your body over time is very compelling. Like it makes a lot of sense narratively, right? Because we know things like if you drink a shitload of soda for your entire life, you'll get diabetes. And so you want to think of that as like you have a score that is how much diabetes I have. And every time you drink a soda, it increases that score. But it's not really that simple. And also toxins building up in you is not a thing that a doctor would ever say. It's something that like an asshole who went to some fake naturopathic medical school would say. Right. You know, maybe not an asshole. Maybe there are people who go to fake naturopathic medical school who are not assholes. I've just never met one. (laughs) There's a, you know, every once in a while, a chiropractor will twist your back in a certain way and it will release a flood of repressed memories. (laughs) 
Uh, Jick says Richard Baby 4000 if you do all the art for KOL what does the real world the pretentious artist do does he only work on word realms does he provide critical commentary about your work is he there to provide for a four hour breakfast experiences he yeah he has only worked on word realms and the the before word realms he mostly just did his t-shirt subsidiary company though that has that is uh, winding down as it is it is basically uh, a terrible idea to try to sell physical objects in the world. Um, he provides critical commentary. Like, his critical commentary about my work is what made it so I felt comfortable releasing KOL's style of art into the world at large. I had made this card game where I drew all, I drew basically KOL style art for all the cards. And he was like, this style is really cool you should do something with this. And I was like, are you just being mean to me? And I was like, no, you're Roy. You're not being mean to me. And he was like, no, this is, this is something here. Like, it's like, this is, this is not just crude art. This is a style that you just invented and you should do something with it. And I said, okay, buddy. Okay. I will. And then I did. And then he was like, I'm proud of you, son. Yeah. Also, don't you think KOL should get with the times and update the fax machine into a 3D printer, Grandpa? It is funny that our game has a fax machine in it because whenever I have to deal with a fax machine in real life, it fills me with rage. Yeah, well, I mean, that's but but it's because it is such an archaic technology. It is not anachronistic in KOL the way that a 3D printer would be, geez, or like yeah. a robot or something. Way to break the uh, the immersion. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. F says, looks like a quiet week on the question, so I'll ask one more. I was listening to an older podcast today where you basically shot down the idea of what big is. Was that because it was already being worked on, or did it take some persuasion to do big? I don't, I don't know, man. I'd say a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, they is says, a buddy of mine has like 6K extra karma, and he's not interested in perming skills. He has a working soft course suite that allows him three-day runs. When I mentioned the idea of stuff like a karmic progressive tattoo, we love the idea. I know you've thought about it before and had your opinions, but how are you now on the idea of expanding what you can buy with karma? No, I'm still okay with it. It's just... It's not going to get prioritized until an especially cool idea presents itself because it's not a concern for that many people. Uh, Deus Ex Machina says, what's up with unlocking the barrel full of barrels? Before completing a section of the guild entry quest unlocked it, your guild leader gave you a few free items and pointed you to the barrel for more, but now completing your guild quest unlocks it without any kind of explanation. No one ever tells you about the barrel, it just magically appears, or your character coincidentally discovers it at the same time, or something. Is this a problem? Uh, no, it's, it's not ideal. Um, I think when I redid the guild entrance quests a couple years ago, I had forgotten that the guild unlocked the barrel full of barrels. Um, man, I have no idea if the barrel full of barrels is even... Does anybody use it for anything anymore? There for a while it was important in an Ascension context, but I can't imagine there's anything in there that's worth a turn now. It's still a good joke, but I wonder if there's a better way for us to execute it. Uh, Clornak says, down in the Mariner Trench, if you have both Temperamancy and Deep Suster, you see both adventures that give you crafting ingredients for those. Event Horizon and There is Sauce at the Bottom of the Sea, respectively. However, you can only conjure batter three times a day while you can get as much Deep Sauce as you have globes for. This means the RNG can make getting three batters in one day take quite a while. Would it be possible to make walking away from the Deep Sauce banish that non-combat for 20 adventures? <clears throat> there is a reason There is a reason that it wasn't easy to do that, but I, yeah, I, I, I probably owe you guys a 
a tweak there because that's been a thing that's bothered people for a long time. The Erosion Seeker says, is there ever going to be follow through with making White Knight, Square Sponge, and Water Polo item groups into outfits? No, there was never, like, you can't say, is there going to be follow through on something that was never intended to happen? Because it's, it is not a lack of follow through that makes the White Knights drops not an outfit. It is that they don't, not every set of gear that has an adjective in common needs to be an outfit. Hmm. Right? Like, there is not... Except for the rusty ass screw, the rusty ass helmet, and the rusty ass greaves. Yes. Screw? Uh-huh. Oh, I guess that's a weapon. Apparently I decided the weapon in there was going to be a screw. That's, that's good. I mean, that's why you... Sometimes when I talk words... Well, that's what you do to an ass. I mean, so mm. does it make sense? Uh, it seems really awkward to have all three white night drops and they do nothing together. I don't... Uh, like... It is not like it would be a bad idea to make them an outfit, and it's not like it would be a bad idea to make the the, the like the, the, so the yak pants, the yak shield, and the yak whip are not an outfit, and they don't need to be right. Like they're just similar things, but it's not like outfits are often a thing. They are a property that a set of items will have to make the set of items more desirable. Or they are a thing that you, we want you to be able to make your avatar look like this thing. And instead of doing the potions, which were not a thing recently, it's like, oh, let's make an outfit out of those so that people can dress up like that. Or because we have an idea for Halloween candy for it or whatever. But like, yeah, I I just, the sponge gear not being an outfit is not unfinished business. It's just a thing that we didn't do. It seems to bug people, though. So that's the thing that it's doing. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Uh, not supposed to be here, says, are you still at all considering making big, unavailable postseason? If so, please keep in mind there are people like me who would very much prefer if exploitability was removed or limited in a way that kept the path available to play for the experience, statuette, etc., including having it actually cost karma to play. Yeah, I don't... I'm not considering making it unavailable. We just have to figure out some way to make it not the only thing anybody ever does from now on. I mean, I guess... There's no problem really with that because Boris is the only thing anybody does now. Hmm. Somebody said that. Fuck, I don't know. Zumbini says, what's the one item of the month you wish you'd never implemented? This could be introducing a new irritating mechanic, something that didn't sell well, or an item that people keep asking you to buff slash nerf. See, the thing is, nobody cares about... The, the one item that I... The one item of the month that I wish that I had never implemented was the Librum of Love songs. Because... Those items are so trivial and do so much damage that we cannot do anything interesting with combat items or with monsters that have a lot of hit points. Like, I know that it doesn't break anything that anybody cares about except us, but that is the one that is the one that I think was the biggest misstep that I ever made, balance-wise, yeah. based on what I'm concerned with. Those items just should not have done nearly as much damage as they do. And I can't nerf them. Also, on that item of the month note, it says, kin- kinda dead guy. I started reading that as kindergarten dead guy. I was like, Ooh. ah, that's the, that's the sequel to kindergarten cop. In the same way that, <laughs> in the same way that, you know, everybody has that sequel. Um, <laughs> Robo dead guy. <laughs> Three... Time, dead guy. <laughs> Three men and a corpse. 
this. Um, it wasn't just cop. It was just like every every movie. Home Alone and also Dead. Right? Home, home, <laughs> Tomb Alone. There you go. Yeah. Ooh. Ah, <laughs> uh, come on. What's a what's a what's another movie? <laughs> Uh, there aren't any. The uh, man who wasn't there because he was dead. Well, Santa Claus is immortal, right? So, the Santa Claus. You can't have one of those. Uh, kind of dead guy says, and on that end of the month note, any word on a romantic arrow replacement? And one of these days, we, we know that's a thing. Um. And Canifier points out, is it really a bad thing that No Path is kind of obsolete? Big is a ton of fun. I don't want a few people to ruin a much larger group of people's fun just because they can. Yeah, you know, it's, it's fine. Um, and he wants, he wants a C-Core. He wants a, a C-Tech C Astronomy Challenge Path. That's pretty cool. Where everything is everything is flooded in cooties and rat semen. That's less cool. <laughs> yep. I mean... We don't really know what rat semen is like. It might be indistinguishable from water, as far as we know. I bet there's somebody that listens to this podcast that is a sci- as a rat semenologist. Rat semen may taste like pumpkin pie, but I never know. Right, because I wouldn't blow the filthy motherfuckers. That's exactly. Do I mean? I guess rats probably work pretty similar to other mammals, where they're like. It's not like there's no such thing as rat semen. No, of course not. Yeah. I mean, right, but there is no such thing as cooties. Right. They're actually just... Oh, garbage. wait a minute. That's why you split bathrooms, is so that you don't get cooties from a toilet seat. Mm, yes. Mm, man. Well, that was that question thread. And that was all the radio yeah, book questions. You don't uh, have anything... Uh, there's, no, there's no fucking Facebook questions, man. You've fallen asleep at the switch that you invented this morning. <laughs> right. No, I uh, I asked for Facebook questions last oh. week. Nobody gave us any, so that's all right. I'm not hurt. I am. I promised myself I wouldn't cry. Uh, no, it's good because this show is actually longer than last week's show was already. Yeah. So, uh, so we're we good. need to do. We, we need to, what, the lesson that we've learned is that we need to do a bunch of exciting stuff like having uh, parties and uh, get getting uh, building chairs. Did you say having a party? Yeah, having a parties and building a chairs. I will do my best to having a parties before next week's show. Uh, and if you're busy building a chairs right now, uh, good on you. And uh, drop us a line if you would. Uh, there will be a forum thread for questions. There's always slash message radio bugbear. And if you wanna just, uh, I'll make a thread on Facebook for posting questions, and you can post questions there. If you don't like posting them anywhere else. Or you can't figure out how to sign up for our forums. Uh, which would not be unusual. Anyway, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll catch you next time. I'm Mr. Skullhead, and I'm leaving. Good night, everyone. I'm Jake, and I already left. <laughs>